This message is sponsored by Life Touch Massage. For your next massage service, call us at 205-718-5144 or visit the web at www.lifetouchal.com. Remember, relief is only a touch away. So, Lamar, what's going on? What it do, Shadow? What's happening? <laughs> you got it. What's up with you? I'm good. You know, um, this week has been really good. Uh, you know, we went to Memphis, and I actually got to... So I followed this young lady on Instagram. She um, coins herself as the Massage Queen of Atlanta. And she had a grand opening in Memphis this past weekend, so I actually got a chance to meet her firsthand. Um, so after meeting her, she, she shared some of my content on her social media page. And uh, she actually gave me a call today and told me what she thought about my social media, how our place looks and everything, and was really excited about it. So that was a great opportunity to meet an actual person that you follow that um, that is just killing the game with social media, killing the game in the field of massage therapy. And I was actually able to meet her, talk to her. She knows who I am now. And um, I think that's very important when you're networking and trying to grow your business. So it's been an awesome week for me. How are you? I'm, I'm Gucci. Gucci? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no big fires to put out. Same stuff, different day. Yeah. That's it. All right. You ready to get into this week's topic? Let's do it. Let's do it. We're two self-care experts, a massage therapist, and a licensed professional counselor, husband and wife and parents of three, business owners and working professionals, who have intimate experience with stress both professionally and personally. Our podcast aims to teach the everyday professional how to live through the stresses in life while learning to be their best in life. Welcome back, everybody, to episode eight, Holy Stress. Holy Stress. <laughs> I'm your host, Tiffany Story. Hey, man, and I'm your host, Lamar Story. We he in the building. So this week, we are talking about stress related to Christianity and religion. Yeah, the stress of living the Christian life. Yeah. So this week, um, Lamar and I are really focusing on does spiritual beliefs, Christianity, believing in God really improve how you feel, decreasing stress in your life, or does it actually create more stress in your life? We been doing some reading up on different articles and we found some things that say um some some studies that suggest both that stress that uh religion uh more specifically christianity can improve your stress Mm -hmm. or reduce stress at the same time it can cause more stress in your life yeah and, and, you know, today's topic, we're, we're focusing on Christianity. We hadn't focused on another religion um, or religious sector. So we're focusing on Christianity today. 
And um, so I just wanted to put that out there so it won't be like, hey, only Christians are stressed out because I'm pretty sure every religion probably experienced some of these same things that we're going to talk about today. Yeah, <clears throat> as a therapist, I have a rule of thumb not to, like, venture down paths where I can't really speak knowledgeably That's good. or competently. That's good teaching. Um, so <laughs> That's good teaching. Today we're sticking with Christianity because yeah. that's something we know a little something about. We've been we grew up in very um, Christian spiritual yes, homes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Let the church say gay man. <laughs> you see, he's uh, he's on one today. <laughs> um, so that's why we're really focusing <clears throat> on um, Christianity. We'll we'll talk. We'll speak from that perspective, um, but we're talking about spirituality and religion. Um, in general as well. So, yeah. so let's, I got a couple of questions for you today okay. that I that I want to discuss with you today, okay. Miss Tiffany. All right, Mike. Um, so we're talking about Christianity and stress, mm-hmm. of course. Do you really feel like the Christian religion, the Christian faith, is open, objective, and non-judgmental? Hey, no. Hey, no. <laughs> no, I don't. I, it's supposed to be. It, yes. So Why not, though? I'm <clears throat> one of those people who have a love-hate relationship with Christianity. And I, I love Christianity. You're a good Christian. All right, go ahead, though. But I think for me, I have recognized that in our attempt to become righteous and to become pure-hearted that a lot of times Christians look at people who are not Christian as um, they look look at them through a skewed perspective. They yeah. look at them as lesser than or, or people, someone's who need to be saved, right. you know. Um, a huge part of the Christian faith is evangelizing and mm-hmm. spreading the gospel and helping people come to Christ, right? But in our process to help people find God and find their salvation, I think a lot of times we crush them and damage them in the process. And so, and mm-hmm. I'm, that's not for everybody. Yeah. That's not everybody. But I think... When you really start to break down the Christian faith into different uh, denominations, mm-hmm. um, you see where a lot of tradition and things that are not really healthy mm-hmm. come into play. And I think it can be a huge deterrent mm-hmm. uh, for people who did not grow up in um, grow up in homes or grow up in a setting where God was taught to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know... With my business, of course, we, we say that we're the judgment-free zone. So anytime you come to Life Touch Massage, we say judgment-free zone. And over the years, I've learned so much from my clients just by being that. Um, when they start to divulge their lifestyles and um, you know divulge certain things that no one else may know, and they know that I'm not judging them. But there's a genuine connection and love that we have for for one another in that space. Why do you think that is for you? Um, well, I think what it is is that 
they can be them true their true selves. Mm-hmm. So when they come into that space, and they know it's just me and them, mm-hmm. they can be their true selves in that space, and not just me, but any of my therapists. They can be them their true selves and know that whatever they say in that space is is it's a safe zone. And I think what happens oftentimes in churches. And I don't think the leadership of the churches actually want that to happen. Mm-hmm. But you have people <laughs> in the church. And I think the bigger the church, sometimes the bigger the mess. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes the people in the church can be so judgmental that people, when they come to church, they can't be their authentic selves. Think about it. You have people who go to church who dress differently than they normally dress. Mm-hmm. They speak differently than they normally speak. Um, Their actions. I've seen people straight flip mode Mm -hmm. at church. I've seen people straight flip mode at church. They're like a totally different person than who they are from when you see them outside of church, Mm -hmm. right? So, and then I think that's what people who are on the outside looking in at churches, those are some of the things they don't like. And at the same time, those can be stressors for people who attend that church. And who want to and want connect to, to God and exactly. find God. Because they know that I have to change myself mm-hmm. to come here. I remember one time we went to church, and this guy approached me. And I dress accordingly, I believe. But a lot of times, you know, our church, we even wear jeans. And I might wear some tennis shoes. But this Sunday... I had a blazer on, jeans, maybe slacks or khakis, and a nice shirt. And the guy came up to me. He said, that's how you're supposed to dress for church. Mm. And I think he wanted me to take that as a compliment. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and he gave me, he stated that as a compliment. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I know how I regularly dress for church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, this dude was judging me the whole time. Or judging people like me. So people who wore tennis shoes and jeans. Not not the fact that I'm in the right place. First of all, that's what's most important. Right? I'm in the right place. But you're looking at me like, this dude got on some jeans and tennis shoes. Mm-hmm. And a t-shirt. Where he think he at? You know what I mean? So I think, you know, that can become a stressor for people. But especially if they're not comfortable. I don't like wearing ties. You know that. I'm a professional. But I hate ties. I hate business suits, actually. I hate anything that I'm not comfortable and that doesn't stretch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? So, um, I hate anything that makes me walk a certain way and it keeps me stiff. Mm-hmm. So, that's why I don't like to wear, like, business suits. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I think when you don't have a business suit on, it's mm-hmm. just like going to work. If you work in the bank you don't wear a business suit, people look at you like, are you a janitor? <laughs> you know what I mean? There's so? so much judgment in the world. <laughs> it is. It's just too much judgment in the world, and I think some people feel like there shouldn't be that in church, and it can be stressful. Because people are not like, okay, I don't have nothing to wear. We hear that a lot. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Why you go to church? I ain't had nothing to wear. What? Seriously? But behind that is... You're worried about people judging you because of what you would wear. Yes. And, you know, 
I'm going to say this about church. I think that it really depends on the churches you were brought up in. But I believe that a lot of people who are at the pulpit may not always be called to the pulpit. And so if you have someone who is operating in a gift that they were not gifted or operating in a field that they were not called for, then I think sometimes the church is a reflection of that. And I mean, it's just like you being, oh no, I'm, I'm going to use myself. It's just like me being a mental health therapist, right? I genuinely love what I do. And because I love what I do and because I'm passionate about it, I feel like the outcomes or the, the, my clients experience better outcomes because I'm passionate and because I'm a hundred percent invested in helping them come from a place where they're stressed, overwhelmed, um, unstable to a place where they feel, um, stable even if they are not they have not successfully navigated through all the issues or challenges in their life they they're better off leaving than when they came right well imagine if i was a therapist that hated my job if i was just there to collect a paycheck it was something i went to school for i think that would be reflected in the type of service that i give and in the uh outcomes my client outcomes Mm -hmm. if they don't experience any type of change if they're not able to navigate um conflict or overwhelming situations any better than when they started that would be reflected if i was a therapist who didn't care about the work that i did do well i think the same is the same is to be true for religion i think there are a lot of people who are in positions of authority who are responsible for lives because being a pastor is a huge responsibility. You have a huge influence on people's lives because they're desperate to be connected to something that's bigger than them, right? And when you're desperate, just think about it. People buy banks when they're desperate. People will kill somebody when they're desperate. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes people are so desperate to feel a sense of emotional relief, to feel connected, to feel purpose, that they look up to someone who's in this position as having something they don't have, having a connection or a sense of purpose that they don't have. And so I think a lot of times um, when you have these people in these positions, they're not qualified or they're not ready. They're not grounded. They're not as connected to this greater being, this bigger uh, being. And so that's reflected in their church. So I think overall, when I look at, at Christianity specifically, I think that I don't feel like many churches are open and objective and non-judgmental. And it's really interesting because... <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm sorry. I'm laughing because you're a therapist and this is right up your alley. Mm-hmm. And I got to ask you this. If I were to say the, were to say the term post-traumatic, Church syndrome. <laughs> Post traumatic church syndrome. PTCS. Yeah. What are your thoughts? <laughs> Somebody then had a bad church experience. Bad church experience. Mm-hmm. 
and they actually came out traumatized. They went looking for something and felt worse off than Mm. before they came. Mm. But I'm going to say this. I think for me as a therapist, which is kind of conflicting for me, because I grew up in the church. I grew up in a very spiritual household. Um, I feel like I know that there is a God. Yes. From my own personal experiences, mm-hmm. right? That there is something that's bigger than me, that's larger than me, that ha- that controls this world or right. has a vantage point that I don't have mm-hmm. as this human being, right? Mm-hmm. But I think for me, my belief in God and my ability to be open, non-judgmental, and objective came from being a therapist. Mm. I think... Learning to mind too. Uh, well, yeah, mm-hmm. I think learning yeah. to be empathetic. That's why Jesus washed feet. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you go took ahead. me south, so I'm uh, going north. All right, go ahead. I think as a th- as a therapist, I learned to be empathetic. Something I struggle with. It, I mean, I have to practice being empathetic, and sometimes yeah. I I come up short. I'd be like. Let me lay my hand on your soul because I don't know what to say, mm-hmm. right? But I think I learned empathy by having to go through the motions that I was taught in a secular class. Because, you know, you know, secular is of the world. Mm-hmm. It's not, not godly, right? Mm-hmm. But it also helped me have a deeper understanding of Christ and what that should look like. And made me more hungry to seek out being a better Christian. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. else? What else you got for me, Mike? Okay. So, and these are just some of the stressors that we've, during our research, we found that some people are stressed or causes Christians to stress out. My next question to you is, do you feel the need to pray about anything? I mean, about everything. I'm sorry. And if so, is that stressful? Like, yes, extreme praying. Yes and yes. I'm not an extreme prayer, but I will say, for me, I try to thank God for the little things, right? Mm -hmm. I forget sometimes to thank God for the big things sometimes, but I listen to a lot of word. You know, I follow Focus on the Family podcast, which is a a Christian-based podcast. Mm-hmm. And I also listen to Joel Austin a lot. Yeah, and um, you said what? Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> and so <clears throat> I feel like Joel is my alternative to listening to ratchet music because I, I love ratchet music. Like, I love hardcore rap. I mean, and I feel like it puts a lot of negativity in your mind when you be talking about slapping somebody, punching somebody, being on the block. I like ice. I like diamonds. A. <laughs> I ain't rocking with you on here. We're talking about Jesus right now. Okay. <laughs> no, but seriously. I So I listen to Joel because I feel like it's motivation. It's positive. It keeps me going because I, as a therapist, I hear a lot of, you know, just a lot of sadness, a lot of distress. Yeah. But what I found is, like, when I listen to stuff like that, it's always a focus on remembering to acknowledge God first, right? And that causes stress if I realize I've gone through my whole day and have not acknowledged God for like thank you God for letting me wake up. Thank you God for this parking space in the front. And like and I I I try to be 
cognizant of the fact that I should be acknowledging God. And it's stressful. Mm-hmm. It makes me sometimes feel like I'm a bad Christian because you got these people like, thank you, Jesus, for this $5. And they shouting and they catching the Holy Spirit. And it's like, is that what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, am I doing something wrong or that I can't quote a scripture? I grew up in the church and it's very few yeah, scriptures that I can crazy. quote. Like, we both grew up in the church all our lives. We don't know anything else besides Christianity, right? Yes. But I can't quote one either. One scripture. Well, I probably got one. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I, like, learned that recently. <laughs> but it's a stressor. It's a stressful to feel like when you listen to people pray and they call out scriptures, your words say, if I have faith the size of a mustard seed, I can move mountains, right? I know that that's in the Bible, right? But yeah, I can't I tell that. you what scripture it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or if I just touch the hem of your garment, I can be healed, right? I know that. But I can't tell you where to find that in the Bible. You I need can... to study. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like I need a quiz. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, from people who can, you know, spit out the scripture, where it was found, what the, the, the subtext or subcontext was, they will make you feel like you ain't doing Christianity right. Or you ain't mm. believing in God, right? If you can't say this was found in Corinthians, um, two Corinthians. Mm. Well, I think <laughs> you know, because you know I have <laughs> you're so crazy. Um, you know, I have a mentor who's also a minister, and um, so we talk about these things, and he does quote quite a few scriptures. I think it helps in times of stress, mm-hmm. um, in times of need, to be able to remember them. You know, and to be able to quote them for reassurance, for uh, comfort. Um, so I think it helps then. But let me ask but you. But it's this. just, I don't remember any. Like, I have a hard time remembering them. Like, I do. You know what I'm saying? Maybe because I don't, I don't actively try to. And they do. But sometimes, and I'm going to be real honest, I be feeling like they're doing too much. But, and I'm going to ask you this. Do you feel like if you praying and like you under the attack of the devil, right? The devil busy in your life, that he gonna care if you say Second Corinthians two fifteen says, you know, yeah. like is I, that I, I, necessary I, I, for I me understand. to reference exactly what page scripture and all that that this verse came from, or is it more important that this is the word? Yeah. Like if th- think, if there's this higher being that this is his word. Right. And honest with me, and, you know, according to most Christian doctors or something, I may be wrong. Christian doctors? Yeah, people who have doctorates and theologians. Yeah, theologians. But I feel personally connected to God. And like you said, through your work in therapy, it has grown you a lot spiritually. So has mine. I see God in and a lot. Man, it is so crazy in what we do. And we're on two different spectrums. But ironically, we're both called therapists. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a massage therapist, and you're a uh, clinical therapist or um, licensed, professional. A licensed professional therapist. But we deal with so many people on a, di- on a daily basis. We deal with 
in our professions, we deal with probably more people than anybody ever actually deals with on a personal basis mm-hmm. and for that length of time, mm-hmm. right? So I think everything that we do is God intended and it comes from a place of love, right? And I think that's what grows you spiritually. So you don't have to extreme pray because you feel connected. I don't have to extreme pray because first of all, I'm dealing directly with my hands. It's like the laying on the hands is effective. Scientifically, it's been proven, but I also think that um, mentally and spiritually, something happening there also, you know, energetically. So it's like, in doing this work, man, my spiritual atmosphere has just been awakened, widened, and observed. You know, and I think it's a lot of people who don't believe with that, believe with in what we're saying mm-hmm. but I do think that when you take away the tradition or the ceremonious things is that a word yeah you um, made up okay good. well if you take away take away those things and you just truly genuine love people um, and and want to connect and help people you know what I'm saying and and want them to feel better when they hurt. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's truly what it is. That's when you connect to be to connected inside to, of you. Because yeah. I I believe that God resides inside of all of us. Mm-hmm. And when that happens in those moments, that's when you are truly connected to that God inside of you. That you can see somebody's pain, see somebody's hurt, and you truly have a love for a complete stranger that you don't know. That's good teaching. And you trying to help them. That's good teaching. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But you said something about ceremonious. Yes. And he come behind, one he thing come that used to stress me out <laughs> is that the church we attend to, uh, that we attend, um, you know, believe in speaking in tongues. And so I might have a mentor who not necessarily don't believe in it, mm-hmm. but may not believe in it as much, right? And so I had an issue with it because, you know, people be all around us speaking in tongues, and I'd be like, uh, I don't know if I quite believe in this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just stressed me out. Like, yeah. I used to be in church, and I'd be feeling super uncomfortable. And I'd be like, man, God, I just don't want to feel uncomfortable here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what a lot of us feel. Like, man, I just don't want to be uncomfortable here. Like, but of I- all places. I should not be uncomfortable here. But recently, I have started speaking in tongues. Um, And honestly, I just did it. And for some reason. I think that's too deep for this this podcast. Okay. (laughs) But honestly, I do it for some reason. Something about being in the shower, something about water, um, caressing. My skin. (laughs) (laughs) I had to go there. But it's something about being in the shower and being washed with water that I have my deepest moments of prayer. I have my deepest moments of speaking in tongues. And because of the connection that I have with the inner God and God, I feel it. Mm. I don't know why I feel it like never before when I'm there. You know what I'm saying? But I think that church can be uncomfortable in a lot of places, not in just places that are non-denominational, where there is, like, speaking in tongues. 
Um, but even places where there are traditions, like I remember when I was younger, we were we attended a Baptist church, and there were certain things, there were certain practices and traditions that Baptist people have that's a part of, you know, that's a part of the church ceremony. That when you cross over to a different church, when you go non-denominational, those things are not there. You know, uh, certain readings of hymns and, you know, what order the tithes and offering come and how ushers should be dressed and all that kind of stuff. You know, I just think that there are a lot of things that happen in a lot of churches. I mean, just take the Catholic faith. Like, I would feel like, you know... I would feel out of place if I attended a Catholic or Methodist church. Oh yeah. Because they have ceremonies like that whole um the whole mass thing or um what is it confessions when you step in and you talk to a man about your your mistakes. I mean, that's what people do with you. Yeah, I know. They do that. But right. that's my thing is that's a part of their religion. They do it on a regular basis. I wouldn't know when I was supposed to do that. I was like, do I confess after I made a sin? Do I confess once a week? Or why do I got to confess to him? Or why do I got to confess to a man? And how does that work? Once I confess, he's like the person that God talks to that tells me I'm forgiven for my sins. Like, you know, so I think that there, with different religions, there are these traditions that really don't have to do anything with being connected to a higher power or a higher source. And so I think a lot of times we um, we use the word spirituality and religion interchangeably, mm-hmm. but those are two different, <clears throat> very different things. And so I think what causes stress, when you mention like the whole praying in tongues things, what causes stress is that church has become associated with a right way and wrong way of doing things or a right way or wrong way of living or being or existing. Mm, yeah, yeah. All right, so my next question for you is, um, I'm going to skip a couple of questions because we got it kind of long-winded tonight. Okay. Um, let me see. Do you believe that people of other religious beliefs experience the same stressors? But you know what? I think a better question would be mm-hmm. people who don't have any spiritual belief at all. Do you think they experience the same amount of stressors? And the reason I changed the question is because of this. I believe that all religions, and we can't really speak on any other religions because we don't know them in detail enough. Well, but um, That's an invitation. We're we going to need to get some other people to this, yeah, to this table. Yes, yes, yes. But... <laughs> Do you believe that people who don't <laughs> have any religious beliefs at all experience this, any stresses regarding? Yes. I mean, stress is stress, mm-hmm. right? Like, just stress driving on the freeway, stress because somebody rude. Like, stress is stress. What I do think, though, is when life is going well, right? I make an, I make enough money to, to to meet my needs and splurge. I have a relationship that I feel like, you know, is going well. My children are doing okay. Life seems good, right? Mm-hmm. There doesn't seem to be a lot of stress in your life. 
not being connected to something bigger to you is is not that important, right? But the moment it all goes to hell, <laughs> that's ironic that I use mm-hmm. that word. But the moment everything goes downhill and you've lost your job or your wife has cheated on you or your spouse has cheated on you, wife or husband, uh, if if your kids is on drugs, the moment there's some situation that you cannot control, right, that you cannot do something and fix, you feel like you need something, right? You need help. Something outside of yourself. Something outside of yourself. Something greater and stronger than you. And I think a lot of people turn to religion because they want to feel like if I could just align myself with someone or something bigger than me to fix this situation, mm-hmm. then it things will be better. Mm. So I do think that people who don't have religious beliefs that don't believe in a God or some greater being, they're not stressed until something in their life happens that they cannot control. Mm. But I think the same thing is true for those people who do believe in something that's bigger than them. Mm. You know, we... I think that sometimes when we believe in God mm-hmm. or when we have this spiritual belief, we are stressed out if we don't go about resolving things the right way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That if if something happens and we felt like we should have taken it to God, but we made the a decision on our own without consulting this higher being, it can cause us more stress. Mm-hmm. Or because I didn't pray or because I didn't do what I was taught to do and things go get even worse because I made a secular or man-made decision, we feel even more stressed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I don't really think it's a difference. Um, I think it just depends on what what's going on in your life. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It was one thing that I, uh, in our research, I was looking at, and I came across a very interesting video on YouTube um, that speaks about emotional stress, mm-hmm. right? And one of the girls was talking on, on the YouTube video. They had sent in a question to a popular minister about she felt like her emotional stress heightened after she became a Christian. Mm-hmm. She felt more stressed emotionally because she was just so open and sensitive to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts about that? I feel like that's true. I feel like me believing in God and that I'm supposed to be this person who has a regard for other people. You know, and see them how I would see myself. I think that being a person who's grounded spiritually, that makes me more sensitive to other people's um, struggle or other people's needs, wants, and issues, right? I don't know if that's a bad thing, though. Like, I wouldn't want to be a person who feels like there's no need for me to be concerned with someone else's plight or someone else's life you know what i'm saying so i do think that there is an aspect of being a christian or being connected to you know god or this higher being um 
makes me a better person. Right. Yeah. I agree with you totally. Um, and I think even your belief in God makes you believe that we're all connected. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's the difference from people who believe that we're not. Mm-hmm. That we're not connected. It's like the people who believe that we're all connected believe in some source of higher power, I believe. You know, they, they believe that our spirits are combined in some kind of way and that they can have sympathy and empathy for the next man, whether they live within their tax bracket or not, mm-hmm. same color skin or not, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, around the country or not. You can be somebody that you ain't never met, but it's like you have a heartfelt desire to help that person that you see on TV that needs help. I also believe that there are a lot of different people who serve a God of a different name, but they serve the same person. Mm. You know, you know, because I believe mm. that depending on where you grow up in the world, the sure. name is different. That's just like being Mister or Senor mm. or Monsieur. You know what I'm saying? Mm. If I grew up in French, Mister is Monsieur. If I grew up in in, in Spain. Ain't it bonjour? I don't think so. <laughs> bonjour, bonjour. Yeah, bonjour, bonjour. Oh, okay. Uh, that's hello, mister. And if I grew up in Spain, oh. it's senor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hola, senor. Mm. But if I grew up in America or Britain, sorry, sir. Mm. Mister is mister. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I think that there are a lot of people in different places that are connected to the same we see the same sun rise and set right but he has a different name we have a different way of engaging with him we have a different way of tapping into him but the source is the same Mm. you know what I'm saying whether I'm plugging with a USB or whether I'm I don't know what them things called a a three prong uh, outlet outlet yeah sure sure power is power right sure (laughs) <laughs> sure. So that's gonna be my my new church singing. Sure. <laughs> Pastor's gonna say something. Be like, sure. <laughs> Can't do that on the app, Mark. Uh, <laughs> you so funny. I can. I send it to him on Facebook. Um, you so funny. So guys. <laughs> We really want to hear back from you guys. This is a topic I think that's bigger than us. We can't even give tips for this. Like, no, we can't really even get no tips on how to to de-stress in religion or your Christian belief or whatever right. your religious belief yeah. is. So, you know, think about what we said. Listen to the podcast. If you have some questions, hit us up on Facebook at Living the Stress Life or send us an email. Yeah. What's our email? Connect. At livingthestresslife.com. And it's stressed with an E-D. Yes. Living the stressed life. Yes. Because it's in the past. It's in the past. Not the present. He come a high. He come a car. Lead out of the book. All right, guys. Sure. Until next time, live your best life. Living through your stressed life. Hiya. Sure. Yeah.